0: Hello, my name is Kiana W. Mitchell, and I am a singer, songwriter, podcaster, and relationship coach. I am also a Christian who for years grew up in a religion that taught me to fear God instead of have a relationship with God. It wasn't until I lost my religion and developed a relationship with God that I was able to understand how much God really loved me. Each one of us have a story to tell about how we found God. Each one of us have taken a different path and a different journey to find God. So join me as we go on a journey through interviews and music to discover how people find God. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Finding God Podcast. I am your host, Kiana W. Mitchell. This week, I am super excited because we have an amazing guest. Our guest for this week is Ron Godfrey. Ron Godfrey is the definition of persistence, consistency, and resilience. His motto and brand, Grind and Gear, transcends his personal accomplishments and body of work as an award-nominated and accredited SAG-eligible actor, producer, an award-winning published author, entrepreneur, and musician into the lives of those around him and those who support him. His ability to use his relatable experience and his relentless ambition to completely transform into another character is the reason why he continues to land roles as an actor on multiple major platforms that feature major films and television series like American Soul on BET, The Staircase on HBO Max, Fatal Attraction on TV One, Mike on Hulu, and many more. His awe-inspiring story of conquering his battle with severe depression is depicted in his book series, Crying Out in the Dark, which offers hope and healing to all who read it. He has dedicated his life to using his gifts, talents, and lessons to lead by example and courage teach, and entertain others so that they too will be able to apply the principles of grind and conquer into their own lives in order to be successful in all area of lives. So without further ado, here is the interview that I did with Ron Godfrey. Hello Ron, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing well. How are you?
0: I am doing awesome. Thank you so much for being a guest on the Finding God podcast. I'm really happy that you're here today.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: All right. Well, I do have some questions I want to ask you. Uh, The first question I want to ask is, what was your childhood like?
1: Um, At times, it was very lonely, but uh, very structured. Mm -hmm. Um, My routine was home, school, church home school church (laughs) i get that 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 was my routine you know um but i i can't say that i had a bad childhood but you know it was lonely because i grew up i grew up the only child even though i have siblings Um, but i grew up the only child yes
0: okay well explain that a little bit how did you manage to be lucky enough to be the only child even though you had siblings uh
1: how did i manage to be lucky enough to be the only child? i always
0: wanted to be an only child so please excuse my enthusiasm
1: You know, I I guess that's the way God planned it to be, you know, um, for me to be the baby boy, you know, out of six, you know, but um, again, you know, I had, I had, you know, a lot of friends that would, you know, come and keep me company or whatever the case is. So, yeah.
0: Okay, that makes sense. Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
0: So when you were a kid, I know you mentioned you guys went to church. So what was something about church as a child that? you learned about God that really, really intrigued you, made you think, oh, I didn't know God was like that. What was that one thing that resonated with you as a small child about God?
1: Well, when I was small, I, I used to watch um, the pastors, um, the bishops, uh, my father was even a, a, a minister as well. Okay. And um, I used to watch all of them and everything. And then I, I started mimicking them. You know, I was, <laughs> when I was smaller, Um, I remember my father had this little, little uh, compact Bible. that was red. I'll never forget it. And I would put it on top of my TV and I would call that my podium. And I would like, at that time, you know, growing up in the seventies, they had the TVs with the antenna that extend. Mm -hmm. So when I extended the antenna, that was my mic, (laughs) (laughs) you know? So I would get up there and, and, you know, call myself preaching. But, um, you know, growing up in the church, um, I just watched, a lot of how, you know, God maneuvered, you know, within my family, within, you know, um, the lives of others and everything like that. So um, I, I actually came to know God at a very early age, I would say it was around about 12
0: or 13. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. So you mentioned that you saw God maneuvering the lives of people that you knew, what was one miracle or something that you saw that really put it in perspective for you?
1: Um, I can't really recall uh, many like quote miracles mm-hmm. um but I do however remember um there was a young lady um actually she was a baby at the time. Yeah. And she had a seizure. Oh wow. And it was it was very severe. And uh the parents took the the baby to our bishop at that time and as he's sitting in his seat, he began to pray for her. And as he was praying, um, because now, mind you, the baby at this time is like life was not moving. And so all everybody in the congregation along with the bishop we we're just praying and everything like that. And next thing you know, the baby starts kicking again. Uh, now, I saw that with my own eyes. So I was like, wow, wow, okay, you know, you know, this is, <laughs> yeah. You know, he, he's real, you know, mm-hmm. he's definitely real. And then, of course, as I got older, it just became even more evident.
0: That's amazing. And I guess at that age, that is something that would definitely resonate with you. And mm-hmm. if you had any doubts, it's definitely something that would make you say, oh, wow. Like you just said, God is real.
1: That is awesome. Exactly. Exactly.
0: So when you first came to know God, you said you were like 12 or 13. Yeah. Um. That's usually the time when kids are in middle school, getting ready to go to high school. Right. So during that time, how did God play into your life as an adolescent?
1: Oh, I mean, he played a major part, a major part of my upbringing. Again, like I said, my routine was, was uh, church was part of my routine. You yeah. know, um, I had no choice. <laughs> <laughs> you know? um, our church services started at uh, anywhere between 7.30 and 8 o'clock every evening. And so around... Six seven o'clock, you know, mom had my clothes laid out and that's how I knew I didn't have a choice, you know, right? you know, you going, you know, it wasn't no asking, you know, you know, nowadays, uh, children are asked if they want to go, but <laughs> not in my household, you know, when I was coming up, mama had my clothes out ready. So I knew there was no, no reason for me to even ask because <laughs> it just wasn't happening like that.
0: <laughs> no I get that when I was a kid yeah. it's the same thing there was no asking and even once no. you got to be an adult my mom was like as long as you're living under my roof you mm-hmm. are going to go to church so no matter how old I got I just knew okay so I go to church and then you know right. after that whatever but you know I just right. said, during that time you went to church and you didn't talk about it you didn't ask can I not go this week it was Mm-mm. never a thought you're just like okay no. we're going so that's how that <laughs> right <went.
1: laughs> right mm-hmm
0: I totally get that. So, since that was your whole routine and everything, I guess my question is, at what point did it become, I know you told me it became became real like a 13, but I know when I was an adolescent and when I was going through college and high school, it's like I still love God. I still believed and went to church, but I did stray. Did you have any issues with straying away from God during your early adulthood years, or were you able to stay firm?
1: Um, I wouldn't say that I strayed because, to be honest with you, um, to be like one thousand percent honest with you, I actually became um, a licensed minister at the age of thirteen. Oh wow! And um, in two thousand and three, I became a pastor. At that time, you know, I I, I pastored. Uh, matter of fact. I passed it over a congregation in Ohio, Cincinnati, Ohio, to be mm-hmm. exact. And I was out there for about four and a half years. Wow. And, um, you know, I, I wouldn't say there was a time that I strayed, but I, I relieved myself of, you know, the duties of a minister, um, you know, because life happened. Yeah. Uh, but I never, like, left the church or anything like that straight away from God. I stayed active. I just didn't. I just was not in the ministerial role. Okay. You know, at that point.
0: And if you don't mind me asking, what kind of made you step away from the ministerial
1: role for a free moment? Um, you know, in my, you know, I, I, I was, I was, you know, going through some things in my life, and to be honest, um, and very transparent, mm-hmm. uh, I feel like this: if you're not Living up to the standards in which you're required, then rather than make a mess over God's people, right. I feel like it's honest of of you to, you know, move to the side, you know, step back and let someone else, you know, do the job. Rather, you know what I'm saying? I, I just I that's so, just how yeah. I feel. That's just how I feel. Rather than to make a mess over God's people, um, if again, if you're not living up to the, to the standards and you know you're not be honest god god will have mercy and have consideration you know over the fact that hey this this man was honest yeah you know he was honest you know i I have to chastise him but the chastisement won't be severe right because it's just like it's just like a, a, a parent and a child you know You're going to get in some type of trouble, even if you tell the truth, but the punishment won't be as severe, you know, as it would if you were being just totally dishonest and lying and all that kind of stuff. You know, so I feel like that's the same way with God, because we are made in his image. Right. Right.
0: And I get that, because I think that if a lot of people or pastors actually did that, I think there would be less instances of people going astray, losing their faith, or, you know, I just think things would be different if people were, like, honest and upfront and transparent. It was like, okay, well, you know, I'm really not into this right now. I'm really not doing what I feel like I need to do to be in this, so how about I just step away? I think that's a good thing, and the fact that you thought about that and actually did that, I think is commendable because a lot of people don't do that. They keep going and going, and then things fall apart and then you hear stories of like the church is falling apart and people losing exactly. faith and stuff. So I exactly. totally understand why you yeah. pro- why you stepped away.
1: I totally one hundred, I one hundred thousand percent agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> I do, I do. So
0: what did you do during that time when you stepped away?
1: Um, I worked a lot. Um, you know, my my acting career took off. Okay. You know, but I I remained active mm-hmm. in the church you know um i again i just wasn't in the ministerial role but um I, I i just really uh focused on my career and and you know i was on the road a lot and everything like that and so yeah that's that's pretty much what i did you know of course taking care of my children yeah yeah
0: okay so you mentioned you're an actor you're on the road and doing different things so i know a lot of people when i was a kid you know how people are always like, well, you know, if you want to be a singer or an actor or whatever, you really can't do that if you're a Christian. And I, I have always believed that that is not true. And even as a kid, I'm just like, well, why is the career like it's almost like saying you can't be a teacher if you're a Christian, like, what is the point? So based on your experience, tell me a little bit of how being in Hollywood and in the acting has been for you and how you managed to maintain your faith.
1: Um, well, how I managed is I asked God to manage me. All right. Yeah. You know, I asked God to protect me along the way. I asked him to shield me from things that I need to be shielded from. And he has done it. You know, Mm -hmm. um, I've asked him to give me the courage to say no, when I need to say no. And, you know, to help me say yay, when I need to say (laughs) yay, you know, yeah. um and that's that's how I've gotten along you know um i'm a christian mm-hmm. and i'm an actor
0: right
1: and you know that's my job you know that that helps pay the bills you know what <laughs> i mean you know yeah. it it doesn't mean that the life you see me portraying is that the actual life that i live mm-hmm. you know that's entertainment that's you know fiction unless we're doing a project that's based on actual events you know but it's still somewhat fictionalized because that's not actually my life that's not me you know Mm -hmm. so yeah
0: and i'm glad you brought that out because so many people think that you know if you're a christian you have to pass in a whole bunch of roles and you can't do a whole bunch of things and i always tell people listen like you said earlier it's a job and just like you go and do your job and you come home, I'm like, actors do the same thing. It's no different mm-hmm. than what you do. And I think at the end of the day, it's about your heart. It's about who you are deep down mm-hmm. inside. And if the person yep. you are, you know, deep down inside, that's not going to change. So, it's, right. it, so that's why I do believe it's possible to go act, do your job, come back and still be that same person and still have that connection with God as if you were doing any other job and I, and you know what's funny though i do believe that god does want people who are christians to do different things he wants them in entertainment he wants them to sing he wants them to be athletes i believe that because if the goal is you know if it says in the bible we need to go into the world and tell people about god as witnesses or whatever if we just stay in certain careers or stay in certain groups then we're not going into the world, nobody will ever know anything and it's like even if you don't say anything just by the life that you live, nobody will ever know if you just sequester yourself to certain careers and certain people, nobody will ever right. know about that's God exactly or anything right. like that. So I find that amazing that you're able to do that. I think it's awesome,
1: mm-hmm. well you know there there are certain there are certain points that i won't I won't go beyond yeah you know. And I let that, I let that be known, you know, and uh, if if it means that, you know, I, I stay at the level that I'm at, I, I'm i like, okay, you know, but I have to uphold my standards. I have to uphold, you know, what I believe and I have to, you know, because at, at the end of the day, I have to answer to him, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's just me. You know, many people, other people may think differently and, and that's their right. But mm-hmm. as for Ron, this is this is what I believe. This is the way I feel like I need to be, you know. And so that's that is, and I've had no problems.
0: Yeah, and I think to be honest, I just think that if people are like upfront about things and honest about who they are, and people see that, okay, so he's the same person he is all the time. I think people respect you more, and people will give you roles and you know do things that they know. Okay, he'll do this, and for things that that they know you're not gonna do, I'm sure they respect you enough to be like, okay. He'd probably be good for this, but he's just not going to do it. So I think right. people will respect you more if you have some values, if you stick by what you say and they know that, okay, he's doing what he can to live a certain type of life.
1: Exactly. That's exactly right. Yes, ma'am.
0: So if you don't mind me asking, tell me about some of the roles that you've had. Tell me about oh, it. Oh, wow. Yeah.
1: Okay. So, um, well, when I first started my career, I started in, in theater okay. and, um, my first role was an attorney. Oh, wow. Yeah. Right. Right. I was, I was an attorney and, and then I was, and I played roles of like father, you know, a father, husband, the whole nine. And I played, um, doctor and, uh, mostly, most of the roles that I've been playing has something to do with law enforcement though. Okay. You know, whether whether it was a cop or, or a detective. You know, everybody said, you know, you, you really look like a detective or a cop. <laughs> and I remember I was on one set, you know, filming, and they actually thought I was a, I was a detective for real. Really? I, that Oh, yeah, because of my stature, my, my, my mannerisms and everything like that. And so, um, yeah, and, and matter <laughs> of fact, I'm getting ready to film a new movie at the end of this month, and I'll be playing a detective. <laughs> so, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Um, but uh, I I enjoy it and um, uh, you you can find me on um, I I played um, I played another father role on Hulu um, on a series called Mike it's the story about Mike Tyson and Mm -hmm. I'm on episode number five where I played Desiree Washington's father in that and so yeah i'm gonna it's have probably, to
0: look that up
1: you have to look at now listen they put hair on me now so just, <laughs> yeah. so yeah but when you see when you you'll know it's me because you know it, it's again it's about Desiree washington and i play her father so you'll you'll be able to you know put two and two together
0: okay <laughs> Well, I have to go watch that tonight until i can't hey there's yes. an actor on my show and he's on yes, tv yes, yes, definitely yes. have to tell him about that thank you so, yes Did you always know you wanted to be an actor? I know you mentioned how you were a pastor, but did you also know, in addition to being a pastor, that you wanted to act? No. How did this happen?
1: Not at all. Honestly, I've never even dreamt of being an actor. Really? I've always dreamt of being in entertainment when it came to music, because I sing and I play piano, play drums, guitar. And... I was living in Alabama at the time. And honest to God, I just, I woke up one day and I said, you know what? I'm going to become an actor. Wow. And literally four to five months after making that decision, I was on stage making my debut as an actor in the stage play that I played the uh, attorney.
0: That is neat.
1: And so here I am 10 years later, you know, I'm on, you know, major platforms, Hulu, HBO Max, Prime, Tubi, you know, and, and the list goes on.
0: And see, I like that you mentioned that that was like just 10 years ago because you know how it is. It's like people have dreams, they have goals, things they want to do, aspirations, but they think, oh, well, you know, I'm not 20 anymore. So maybe I shouldn't think about this or maybe I shouldn't do it. And the fact that you're like, well, you know, I had this dream. I, uh, one day I decided I want to be an actor and then, mm-hmm. you know, it happened. I think that's yep. awesome because now people can see that. It's not about the age. If God wants you to do something or if you are meant to do something, you can always do it. Now, I'm not saying you're old because I don't think you are. I'm just saying if you're you out and. I'm old? No, I'm just say saying, I'm I am not saying that at all. But what I am saying is like if you're like maybe 30s or past 20, because I think that's where people get confused. You know, if they get past. I was 20. 42. Okay.
1: I was 42 when I started. Now I'm 52, yeah. you know and so everything god is good god god Absolutely. has just really been opening up doors for me and there's more that he's opening up you know so i'm just i'm just standing standing in expectancy you know
0: yeah. yes i think that's awesome now tell me a little bit more about because you mentioned how you're 42 then you're 52 and how you're waiting how you're standing in expectancy so to me this just seems like like you said, wasn't something you planned to do, but it's something that apparently God wanted you to do. And he's kind of like orchestrating your steps. Tell me a little bit about that and how you can see God in what you're doing right now.
1: Well, you know, I was told that my acting career was actually the prelude to something much bigger. Okay. I I was prophesied to and told that you know, that the day will come that I will speak to the masses. Right. You know, this was just the stepping stone. This was just the, the beginning. This was just the gathering, you know, of the, the attention of the people. Because, you know, sometimes I do, you know, Facebook lives and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And I never cease from talking about God. Mm-hmm. I all, If I make a post, I put God in it. Because God has, when I tell you, has shown up and showed out in my life, you know, especially within these last three years, right. you know, he has just really, and I promised him, and I said, Lord, I will forever lift you up. I don't care who says what, who does what, you know, I'm not ashamed of you. Right. You know, I'm thankful for you. And I'm going to let the world know it
0: and i think that's an important thing you know not to be ashamed of god because some people i guess you know they're afraid they don't want to offend anybody they don't want to say anything and i'm all for not offending people so i'm not the person who's going to go around and try to force my christianity on people that's not what i do Mm -hmm. but i am the person where if someone is talking about an issue that they had or a problem i'll say yeah if it was something i went through i'll say yeah i had the same i had a similar situation And most of the time people are like, well, how did you get through this? And then I was like, well, I prayed about it or I asked God for help. And so I think there's always ways to talk about God and introduce God to people without being pushy. So I like the fact that you're just like, well, you know, you always talk about God. You mention him. And I think that's a good thing to do, because I know sometimes Christians have this bad rap of being pushy people, trying to force people to be Christians and stuff. And I always want to tell people, and I guess that's the reason for the whole podcast, because I'm just like, no, we're not all like that. You know, right. if, you, you know we, if, if we can help, we will help. If there's something that we can say, like, hey, God help me with this, then I'll say of that. Course. But I don't think this, you know, but I like how you mentioned that you talk about God, but it's not in like a pushy manner, not trying to force no, people no. to do anything. You're just no talking about your life and what you experienced and and i'm sure there's a lot of people who can um, benefit from that because even if people may not believe in god or even if they may not have a relationship with god just knowing that there is somebody out there who loves them who cares about them and who will help them if they ask i think Mm -hmm. that's helpful and actually will give people hope just knowing that regardless of how they feel about God. If they just know, Hey, there's someone out there who loves me no matter what. I That's think right. I can give a lot of people hope.
1: That's right. Exactly. I feel the same way.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> let me ask you one more question. Okay. Let's say there's someone out there who is actively looking for God. What mm-hmm. advice would you give them?
1: Um, I would tell them to um, seek him fervently.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, seek him earnestly. Um the scripture tells us to seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness and all things shall be added. You know Um, if you're looking for a quote church home, don't settle for the first thing you put your, you know, land your feet in, you know, Um, ask God to show you, ask God to lead you, you know, and he'll do it. You know, it just, it's just all about relying on God period. I mean, I can sit here and tell you all day long and and say, hey, you know, this and that and the other, or you can do it. The bottom line is asking God to show you which way to go, and he will show you. Thing is, when he speaks, listen.
0: I like that. When he
1: speaks, listen. And that's what I would tell him.
0: I absolutely love that. And I especially like the when he speaks, listen, because sometimes I know there have been times I've asked God for something, but I didn't listen, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and I'm I like, didn't God, work out
1: for
0: you. it didn't work out well. Or, I, or <laughs> I got frustrated. I was like, God, why aren't you listening to me? And then when I took time to like sit down and think and quiet and peace, I'm like, wait, wait, wait. God did answer me. I just missed right. that. I was the one, one that was that. right. Yeah. <laughs> and so I like that when he speaks. It's not enough just to hear him speak, but you got to listen to what he's saying. Right. I right. absolutely love that. Well, thank you so much, Ron, for being a guest on the podcast. And I look You're forward welcome. to watching more
1: of your movies. Thank you so much for having me.
0: You're welcome. Wow. What an amazing interview. I especially love the part when Ron talks about how it wasn't until later in life he realized that God had a call on his life to be an actor. And I find this to be totally amazing because so many times we think that we know what God's plan is for us. We think we know what he wants us to do and where he wants us to be in life. But you know what? Maybe we don't always know God's plan for us. Could it be possible that sometimes the plans that we have are our plans for ourselves and not the plan that God has for us? And it's funny because once we realize that what we want to do may not be what God wants us to do. It's amazing how God can take the plan that he has for us and make it better than anything we could have ever dreamed that it could be. He can take our hopes and our dreams and he can make it into something major, something big. And I think it's because God knows the plans that he has for us, right? He knows he wants us to succeed. He wants us to be successful. And he wants us to tell the world about him by using our gifts and our talents. So... I would like to encourage you this week, if you feel like what you're doing is not working, your plans seem to be falling apart, I want you to take a minute and stop and just say, God, is this your plan for my life? And if it's not, what do you want me to do? You will be amazed and surprised at the answer that God will give you. Now, the song that we're going to listen to today is from our Artist of the Week, P. Rich, and we are going to listen to his single, Okay.
2: Yeah, I just wanted to tell my story and where I came from. I just wanted to be open and vulnerable for a second, so... Up. it was a normal day like any other blood pumping and my face feeling like fourth is something i was no stranger to the rain and this feeling in my veins it's been normal since 11 excitement like christmas came it had finally come the time to get what i had been dreaming about i had thought i'd seen a signs, felt like i was straight reaching out didn't know it would turn out to be the start of my whereabouts yet this feeling took my life and held me captive i'm Feeling all in charge, that's when things start to change Yeah, Something hit my guard, stress, I feel my heart I don't have time to pray, yeah What's this really mean? Is it really mean? Can I just get a breath? Yeah, little did I know how far that it would go It was anxiety, yeah Wake up every morning, is it still storming? How do I get over pain? Yeah, I thought it might end with the blessings I had just got on the train, yeah Why I feel like the walls it just start closing Don't know how to deal, I was fine But now I'm falling yeah, It's gonna be okay It's gonna be okay it's gonna be okay, it's gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay, it's gonna be okay, it's gonna be okay, it's gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay, it's gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay, it's to be to be okay. I don't want to live no more. Please, God, please open up these doors. And these hands feel full, full of stones. I think that I'm going to jump and all the pain will go away. Yeah, i just got to give up this fight I'm facing. So complacent. I don't want to live like this. Yeah, I need something bigger than me. I got these guys on my all- Down as I was falling, seeing now, is fleeing. Now, yeah, I was calling. Yeah, he took the pain off. I'm forever grateful. And now I'm waking up every morning saying thank you. Palms out, sometimes all you gotta do is ask. Holy Spirit in the field, I'm tired of this mask. I'm finally free, yeah. I finally see, yeah. You were here with me, all you needed was a key. It's gonna be okay, (kiddick) it's gonna be be okay. okay, it's gonna be okay.
0: Before I end the podcast, I would like to thank you so much for being here with me today and for listening to another inspirational story about how people find God. If you love the podcast as much as I love spending time with you, I encourage you to share this week's episode with a friend or family member and to make sure you like and follow the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. I would also love it if you would leave a review for the podcast so that you can let me know how much you are enjoying the show. If you would like to get in contact With Ron, P. Rich, or myself, all of our contact information can be found in the show notes. And all you have to do is click on the links below and you will definitely be able to get in contact with us. If you would like to be a guest on the podcast, click on the email address in the show notes and let me know that you would like to be a guest and I will make sure that I get in contact with you and schedule a date and time for you to record an interview. If you have music that you would like to submit to the podcast, click the email link in the show note, and send me an email letting me know that you would like to submit a song for the show. In this email, send me a picture, a short bio, and an mp3 of the song that you would like to submit. Well, I think that's all for now, so until next week, have an amazing day and a wonderful weekend. Bye-bye.